as we do every second Thursday, we catch up with the Palmerston Mayor. Athena Pascoe-Bell joins me in the studio right now. Good morning to you, Athena. Good morning. Good to have you in the studio. Now, um, one council project um, that's happening at the moment is called Banners to Bags, an initiative turning old banners into tote bags. Tell me a bit more about this. Yeah, look, we're, we're doing a little bit to try and reduce what goes to landfill and the banners were one item that after they've, you know, reached their expiry date and, you know, that program or that activity's passed, yep. um, we had nothing to do with the... Like, there was nothing to do with them so other than sending them to landfill. So yeah. um, we've partnered up with Steps Group in Palmerston who run an adult migrant English program and there's a lovely group of ladies there who love to sew and... Um, that's their social network. They practice English. So they've taken our old banners, um, I think 20 so far, and yeah. converted them into tote bags. That's a good idea. We need to do something like that after the election as well with everybody's signs. Core flutes. <laughs> flutes. I don't know exactly how you do it. Oh, I've still got a whole <laughs> bunch of them in my shed as well. But, yeah, but these are great. So, yeah. Um, there's um, more than 100 of them. Yeah. Uh, because they're banners, they're water resistant. So the perfect thing to take to swell with you. Put your yeah. wet towel and your yep. wet bathers in when you go home. Yep. Um, and we'll be giving them away at um, upcoming council events. So awesome. keep a lookout and you can grab a free tote bag. How, do you reckon you'll get, like, how many do you think you'll be able to make? Or, or do you have any idea at this point? Um, look, I don't know. I don't have the number of banners that we actually get printed up each year or anything yep. like that. But um, it is good to be able to see these go to another use yep. rather than just going straight to landfill. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, um, last time we caught up, we spoke about the proposed changes to the council's animal bylaws. And I understand that community consultations now closed. Did mm-hmm. you receive much feedback? We did receive uh, quite a bit of feedback. Uh, most of it was very positive, especially in relation to cats. Um, so I think, you know, people are over their neighbours' cats coming onto their property and stirring up their own animals, spraying on their front doors and that sort of behaviour. Yep. Um, there was some feedback about their livestock provisions. So we've gone back to Parliamentary Council and asked them to change those. Um, what kind of provisions for livestock? Uh, they initially put in there that you couldn't keep a, any livestock um, yep. or the livestock that you could keep was one animal per hectare, which is an absolutely huge block. And we've got a, a number of rural residential blocks in Palmerston, yep. which are one acre. And we know that people do keep the odd horse or cow or goat. Um, so we're trying to make sure that those people can still keep those animals. And we yeah. know they keep them responsibly anyway. So the main the main purpose of the bylaws is to make sure um, that there is community safety, first and foremost, yep. especially things like dogs. Um, and then also that there's no neighbourhood nuisance. So we just want to make sure that we get those livestock uh, mm. bylaws correct so people can keep those um, animals on the larger yeah. blocks yep. as long as they're not um, disturbing their neighbours with nuisance, so smells and noises. When do you expect that those uh, changes are going to come into effect? Um, we're aiming for the 1st of July this year. Yep. So now that the consultation's done, um, we'll make give it a once-over and hopefully it'll go through Parliament in time for the 1st of July. Now, I just want to take you across to an article being reported in the NT News this morning. It's saying a former employee of a top-end council says he took a shorter contract with less pay at a council further away from his residence to save his mental health, alleging the council has a toxic workplace culture. Now, um, the city 
City of Palmerston has strongly refuted the claim, saying it was a great place to work with positive workplace culture and stressing the staff turnover was a multifaceted issue. So the ex-employee who's asked not to be identified contacted the NT News in the wake of a previous report highlighting the council's issues attracting and retaining staff with a 19% vacancy rate and attrition, uh, all but cancelling out new hires in the fourth quarter of last year. Uh, does the Palmerston or does the city of Palmerston have an issue here with toxic workplace culture? It's like I really can't see anything in that article. Um, you know, we do get employees who leave. The ones that I'm aware of have left to take um, better paying jobs in yep. other organisations or they've moved back interstate um, to be closer to their family. So it's really hard to make anything out of that one complaint. Um, I don't believe that we do have a toxic culture. Um, we have a very busy work environment. It is quite stressful at times. Um, and I know some of the positions are, are really challenging, especially mm. the frontline positions, like our rangers have to deal with dog attacks, um, our frontline counter staff who deal with the members of the public. You know, they can be really challenging posititions, but I think we do have a good culture and... I, you know, and I don't get so there involved. hasn't been like complaints for other people from other people or anything like that about the culture at this stage. Um, none that I'm aware of. Um, and just to be very clear, the council doesn't get involved in any recruitment or um, you know staffing issues. That's entirely the responsibility of our CEO. So. I do want to just take you across to a listener question. Now, um, mm -hmm. um, this one says, Hi, Katie, not sure when you've got the Palmerston Council on the show, but I was hopeful that you could inquire about the roads and the numerous potholes that seem to take forever to repair. Another issue lately is the odd one gets repaired and the remaining bitumen and, lo and rocks are left on the road to be flicked up off the surface into other vehicles. Uh, the um, And so they're asking, does the council use the app the, like the City of Darwin's Click and Fix? You do, don't you? Um, yeah, we do. We have yep. our own City of Palmerston app where you can report any issues. Um, it also um, has reminders for your bin day. So if you're not sure when your recycling bin is, you can set a reminder for that. Uh, but it does allow you to report potholes. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had quite a lot of rain right across yeah. the top end. Um, and it was very difficult for any of our contractors to get out while it's raining. Um, they simply can't repair roads when it's wet. Mm -hmm. They have to wait for a break in the weather and we did see that as soon as the rain stopped for half a day they were out there patching holes um so yeah i, I do so get hopefully the... <laughs> got most of them done you reckon uh there's still a few more i've seen yep. a few more pop open and i've jumped onto the app as well and <laughs> and um reported those um yep but... well and that's and i guess that's what we've all got to do don't we like i've seen it closer to the city as well there was mm -hmm. some massive potholes um but they have been fixed as quickly as can sort of as they can get those fixed with that rain away from a little while hopefully yeah that's right um, yeah. And, and a lot then just keep in mind too that a lot of the patches are only temporary because they um they've only been able to use what they call a cold mix so i understand they'll have to go back and fill them up properly yeah. uh, when there's a bit clearer weather Lathena pascoe bell the mayor of palmerston i always appreciate your time we'll talk to you again in a couple of thursdays all right thank you thank you